Welcome to the Learn More Podcast. I'm Stavia. Sham. And I'm Rohan. You can reach us at hellolearnmore at gmail.com. The ID will be in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to us with any of your questions or suggestions for future episodes. We'll be discussing everything in this podcast from economics to sciences to history to current affairs. We'll be all over the place. So let's get started. Today, we're going to be discussing the topic of the periodic table. The periodic table is an absolute stroke of ingenuity, as it's a shining example of humans looking for patterns in a disorderly world. It's almost akin to solving a jigsaw puzzle with lots of pieces missing in between when it was invented. Dmitry Ivanovich Mendeleev was born in Russia and invented the periodic table in 1869. Yes, it's been 152 years since the table was created. This table is broadly the map that every chemist remembers even in their dream. And it's also a symbol of simplicity combined with accuracy. Since this is an audio podcast, it would be difficult for us to go into a lot of detail with the periodic table. Nevertheless, we will go into some of the uh, critical topics on its arrangement, some interesting facts, and then a short quiz. You can find the link to the periodic table in the show notes. An element in the periodic table is indicated typically by two numbers. Its atomic number on the left top of the element is the number of protons in that atom. Its atomic weight on the right top of the element is the sum of protons plus neutrons. We can ignore the weight of the electron as it's too small compared to protons and neutrons. Going by this principle, for the most basic element in nature, hydrogen, one should see one on the left top of the element in the periodic table and two on the top right side of the element. Wait a minute, but the periodic table I have doesn't indicate two for the atomic weight, but 1.008 instead. What's happening? Great question. Let me explain a little bit more on how the atomic weight is derived. Atoms typically have the same number of protons and neutrons, but there are also cases where the same atom exists with few neutrons, higher or lower than the typical. These are called isotopes. Since we are talking about atomic weight as they exist in nature, we need to calculate the weights based on their availability. For example, if 80% of the time hydrogen atoms exist with just one proton and no neutron, and 20% of the time with a proton and a neutron, then the atomic weight of the hydrogen would be 80% of 1 plus 20% of 2, which is 0.8 plus 0.4, that's 1.2. In the case of hydrogen, most of the hydrogen in Earth's atmosphere is just with one proton and no neutron. If one were to calculate based on hydrogen's actual availability of those isotopes, then we would get to 1.008. Wow, that's very interesting and very cool. Does that mean that we actually have some elements in the periodic table whose atomic numbers are more than the last element, but the atomic weight is lesser? Yes, indeed. Take a look at cobalt and nickel or iodine and tellurium. Wow. This was one of the puzzling things for scientists as they couldn't initially comprehend why the atomic weight is less for some elements, even though the atomic number is more. 
Please note that when Dmitry Mendeleev invented the periodic table, there was no understanding of protons, electrons, or neutrons. All they knew was that these elements existed in nature and they seemed to have certain atomic weights. So Mendeleev's version of the periodic table was based on atomic weight, except for a few flaws. It works just as discussed earlier. With the discovery of protons and neutrons and a clear understanding of isotopes, the periodic table is reorganized based on the atomic number discovered by Mosley that led back to reshuffling of places for a few elements. This brought those elements back into the correct periods. If you want to learn more about protons, neutrons, and electrons, do take out the time to check out our previous episodes. Thank you. Periods, what are they? When you look across the periodic table, the rows are called groups and the columns are called periods. In technical terms, elements in the same groups will have the same number of electron shells, whereas elements in the same periods will have the same number of electrons in their outermost shell. Of the two, periods are far more interesting because they categorize as a certain a certain set of elements as having similar properties irrespective of their atomic numbers or weight. Again, that is a stroke of brilliance. Some examples for periods. The very first row, 1A, consists of lithium, sodium, potassium, rubidium, etc. and are all the elements with just one electron in the outermost shell. The seventh row, with fluorine, chlorine, bromine, iodine, etc., are the elements with seven electrons in their outermost shell. This classification helps understand why certain elements create bonds with other elements to form molecules and compounds. Sodium chloride, the table salt, is a combination of sodium donating its lonely electron in the outermost shell to chlorine, which is just one electron short of getting eight electrons in its outermost shell, a stable configuration. Both these elements become ions sodium as positively charged, chlorine as negatively charged, and form an ionic bond, a topic for a later discussion. Similarly, H2O is formed by two hydrogen atoms sharing an electron each with oxygen atom, thus getting to a stable configuration of two electrons for each hydrogen atoms in their outer shells, eight electrons for oxygen in their outer shell. This is called a covalent bond. Some elements like carbon can form bonds with themselves, making very stable materials like diamonds. Moving on to the periodic table, one starts off on the left side of the table with alkali metals, group 1A, alkaline earth metals, group 2A, and so on to noble gases, group 7A, group 8A, sorry. In the middle of the table are metals, gold, silver, copper, zinc, cobalt, aluminium, etc. What's interesting is that the highest atomic number discovered so far is 118, organicin. Towards the bottom of the table, one would find lanthanides and actinides. Interesting to note is a lot of the elements recently discovered are named after pioneering scientists who did extraordinary works in the fields of sciences even beyond chemistry. Some of them are Einsteinium, Curium, Borium, Copernicium, etc. You probably figured out whom each one is named after. That's a quick wrap on the periodic table. Periodic table is a fascinating topic and a topic for multiple podcast sessions. 
please spend some time exploring this marvel and revel in the ingenuity of the mendeleev so here are some fun facts one might think that the element curium is based on curie what is is what madam curie and pierre curie discovered do you know which elements are discovered by curie oh they discovered radium and polonium second question the highest atomic number 118 is it organesson or ononoctium i see both of them in in different links which one is correct well as we discussed with mendeleev's format of organizing the table one could predict elements which were not even discovered yet this is exactly what happened because the 118th element was not discovered yet they named it ononoctium latin for 118 later when it was discovered people decided to change the name to organesson but logically both names are correct although organesson is more popularly used now all right so here's a small game to end off the segment as we all know by now the symbols for the elements on the periodic table are actually short forms for latin words so the how to play the game you have to try and create a word or an element from the periodic table by using the elements short form all right here's an example that is the word i made the word was krypton it is made using the elements krypton which is k r yttrium which is y platinum which is pt and oxygen which is o and lastly nitrogen which is n can you guys think of any let us know by contacting us at hello learn more at gmail.com now let's move on to the second segment which is current affairs 911 we are exactly 20 years after the first 911 attacks there are many articles in the press magazines on ott platforms like netflix apple tv plus etc one of them which caught our attention is 9/11 inside the president's war room on apple tv plus it is a thorough recollection of the events of 9/11 from the former president george w bush and his aides as the crisis unfolded live footage of both 9/11 attack and the president vice president fighting their way to get a handle on the situation was very well captured it is a grim reminder of many things and the least of them is the fact that terrorism is not a solution to solving world's problems almost 3000 people died in this act of terrorism many workers had risked their lives for saving others our deep condolences to people who lost their dear ones in the attacks and salute to everyone who is helping to make the world a better place so that's it for now stay safe and see you next time bye 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 Thank you.